Mango Mustache Media. Welcome to another episode of One Word Stories. Before we dive in, I do want to say that the topics we'll be covering today are pretty heavy. Uh, we will be discussing suicide, self-harm, and thoughts of doing such. Tim King is going to share his story with us in a very well-told and vulnerable way. And the conversation is valuable and I think worth having and worth listening to. But it's totally okay if you're not ready to have this conversation or listen to this conversation. If that's the case, please go ahead and skip this episode. Come back next Wednesday for the new one. Um, you know, you, you know better than anybody. But if you are having thoughts of self-harm or suicidal thoughts or know someone who is, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. This information is down in the bio below. You can also text all capital, HOME, H-O-M-E, all caps, to 741741. That's all caps HOME to 741741. And that is a 24-7 crisis counseling text line. Um, but yeah, with all that said, please, you know, have a seat, uh, and, and welcome to One Word Stories. This is going to be a, a really important episode. Can't wait for you to hear it. Hey everybody, or should I just say, hey you, sitting by yourself in your car, going on your run, uh, doing your dishes, whatever you're doing while you listen to this podcast, thanks so much for choosing to have this in the background. You're listening to One Word Stories, the podcast where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. My name is Alex Schulte and I'll be guiding you through a conversation with a very cool local musician who I will introduce in just a moment. First, I got to tell you about this really cool thing, though, that you can be a part of called LAS Plus. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We're on the fourth floor of beautiful theater Cedar Rapids overlooking downtown. And this is only possible with the support of our community. So we have we have to pay for uh, all sorts of things like maintaining every show on on the Internet, uh, like paying for equipment, uh, rent. Um, I don't know. All sorts of things that we pay for but if you'd like to support us logan you just gave me the weirdest look when i said that so i'm like am i saying it right go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus to support local like has never been possible before and really at the end of the day we are are trying to give um, um, creators, local creators, a platform that hasn't been given before. We have these niche shows talking to very specific corners of our beautiful neighborhoods, and uh, it's only possible because of of this this network. So help us keep this thing going. It's something we really believe in, and we believe that it's good for our community. So if you do too, help us out. Now, today I am joined by. I'm going to call you a local legend. You're, you always, you, you seem to have your hand in every big music performance album that comes out locally, working with people like Elizabeth Von Presley, Gerard Estella, to Claire Boyant, 
Oh, boy. From Z102.9. Yes. My guest today has an EP coming out very soon. It's Tim King. Hey, Tim. Hi, how are you? Dude, thanks so much for reaching out and getting on the show. Yes, thank this, you for having me. Are you kidding? Like the second we put it on a, on, I put out a Facebook thing and you commented on the Facebook post, be like, hey, I need to get on a podcast. I got a really cool EP coming out. I was like, are you free tomorrow? <laughs> you know, and then two weeks later, here we are. Yep, but that's dude, how it works. I'm so glad that we have set this up because I am so excited about the fact that you have a new EP coming out. You are a local talent that needs to not be looked over here in our community. And um, I don't know. You're just you're just such an important part of our of our community. I think I appreciate all the words, dude. And I, I do, and I mean it. Um, Thank you. We're very lucky to have you here because you could be anywhere else that you wanted to be, if you decided uh, to do so. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've thought about that a few times, and I'm I'm kind of here now. So of course you are. So you just had a kid. Yes, I did. Well, two years ago, two and a half. At time. time. Time happened time, at some point. Time, time. Yeah. You some, know what? Here. Sometime in 2019. It's okay. <laughs> so at some point, I'm not sure, beginning to end, but yeah. Um, um, we're going to get to that and how that journey came about. Sure. But we do need to know what word we're going to use to center this conversation today. Sure. Okay? You and I were texting back and forth on what word we should use to describe um, the show growth was the first word that popped out, but I was like, that's actually, I used that one last week with my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe something around that, but I think this word really is perfect, especially with the very vulnerable Facebook post you made about your struggles through the pandemic and the reason that this EP came about. Sure. And maybe even your favorite band. <laughs> but not even close. But <laughs> today, whatever. Let's, let's get let's get Al Betker to help us out. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by the word journey. Don't stop believing. Oh, Wait, what? I was but, going for when the sun shines in the city. And it's on, on, on the bay. Wait, do we not have music to go? This is city. I've lost oh. control. Sorry. Of my show. Okay, sorry. <coughs> uh, uh, journey. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, we're talking about Journey and not the band. We're talking about Tim King's Journey. Yes, okay? and, and I screwed up the first line of that anyway, so it shows you how much I listen to Journey. I don't know anything about Journey besides. Uh, it's don't okay. Stop. Steve Perry. That's all you need to know. That's the guy who sings it? Steve Perry. I didn't know that even. Yep, there you go. Well, the more you know. Um, I think we'll, we'll probably have to come back to Journey. Sure. The band at some point in this journey of okay. an episode. All right. But we're talking about your journey. So let's start at the end. Okay. Okay. Where are you right now in 2022? All right. The so. end of February when we're recording this. <laughs> this comes out March 2nd. Yes. Third, third, second, third. It comes out the beginning of March. Right. Where are you right now? So, at the tail end of 2021, I had just a whirlwind year of so many things that happened. Um, positives, some negatives, we'll get into those. Uh, but I kind of came to the conclusion that I was tired of not being a part of this anymore. Because I kind of took a step back um, 
I had taken on the role of producing a lot of people in the last few years. Yeah, um, you have. And uh, I'm very proud of all the releases that I've been a part of, and, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. But there's a certain gratification that you can get um, when you do something yourself. And that, that sounds a little bit weird coming from me because people that work with me know I pretty much do everything. Like, <laughs> if I'm not writing the song and already have it in my head, I already know how to play all the instruments on the track, or I already know how the arrangement's going to go, or I already know how to do all this other stuff. The one thing that I have never done in my entire musical life is put out a release as myself. It's always been under a moniker. It's always been a band. Really? Always. I mean, I... I Not a single one that I've ever done. Sorry, I'm brain farting. What was the name of the band that you and Elizabeth had? Four Star Fate. Four Star Fate. So and you guys was, had a great run. We we had an interesting run for about a year and a half, and um, band politics and certain things kind of led to its implosion. And that's common with a lot of artists and a lot of bands and things like that. But yeah, everybody's got their different vision. Everybody's well, we were we we're moving in in so many different directions, and AVP is a hurricane. So oh, she's trying a to trying to nail her down to any one particular thing is very difficult. So um, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about the experience. I had a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool stuff. Uh, but after that, I was like, I'm going to take a step away from from making my own stuff sure, for a while. Sure. Well, when, I, when I, I say my own, I mean something that's band related. You know, have it being me being the front person or having somebody else be the front person or whatever that happens to be. But yeah, this is this is the first time I've ever put something out under the name Tim King. So, and I do want to keep going backwards to the point where we get back to that, those sure. decisions and whatnot. But sure. right now, coming out with an EP as Tim King, yes. it is a self-titled EP. Um, it is actually, I have two EPs. So the first one that I sent you, uh, that you got a pre-copy of. Which is fantastic. It's called Nothing Incorporated. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting word. I love that name. And so it's a very... And Monsters uh, Incorporated is it, my favorite Pixar movie. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I... I uh, and we can get into the details. I won't get. I won't do them right now. But I I wanted to bookend that with another EP called Everything Incorporated. So I have two cool. two sides of the coin. So what I've done is I've actually put out I've put out a covers EP uh, January first called The Big Sad, which was all stuff that I listened to in 2021 that made me get through the year. And uh, I just uploaded yesterday. It's going to take a while for it, get to, for it to hit, but I uploaded the big glad. So the opposite <laughs> end of that spectrum of songs that I listen, I've listened to from my past that I just listen to when I'm not feeling like I'm in a dark black void. Yeah. Like songs that just make me generally happy. Like if you listen to this stuff on Big Sad, it's like paranoid, depressing um, very dark stuff, and Big Glad is the total opposite of that. And so I said, when I'm going to make an original thing, I'm going to do the exact same thing and because I'm a dichotomy. I'm never going to be exactly. like this one thing. I was that's that's the point I was going to make is that like this encapsulates you as a human. You're you're conflicted. You're complicated. You. If I wasn't, I I don't know what I'd be. Right. I I guess it's it's it's. Just because you're depressed about something or things aren't going your way doesn't mean that things aren't going well as well. Exactly. You know, things yeah. can be going well. Like you have your your 
brand new child. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting your young family. What yes. a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. But you're also depressed. Like, th- yep. these things can happen at the same time. It's not yep. black and white. It's not one or the other. It's not mutually exclusive by any means. And these uh, and conflicting was... things are what make us human. Yep. And I think that you being vulnerable and uh, honest with yourself about that it, and putting it on the EP in a transparent way is what's going to make this thing really fly. I, I'm hoping so. I mean, I, I put a lot of not just myself into it, but uh, the fallout from what happened after what I had talked about on yes. Facebook. And I yes. put a lot of that into those songs. And then when I got done making it and I got back the masters and I'm listening to them, I'm like, man, this is really claustrophobic. Like, I don't want to oh, listen to this. Interesting. Yeah, I I made it with the intent of of two reasons. One, I'm I'm a rock guy, and people kind of expect that that's what it's going to be. <laughs> so I wanted to put something out that was going to be that, but at the same time, I wanted to say this isn't all that I'm capable of doing. Exactly. It, it, it just happened to be at the moment what I wanted to do. Like when I look to the future of stuff. I don't even necessarily know that I want to use uh, those songs at all. Like, I just needed to get them out there to, to put them out there. And uh, I'm actually more gunning towards the second EP, which is um, the Everything one, which I have not even hidden at all. It's about my wife. I wrote it all about her. You're kidding. And, and our, we are coming up this November on 20 years of being in a relationship with each other. Not 20 what? years of marriage. We met, um, and I you're talked not, about this on the You're like EV. 22 years old. I am 36. Jeez. I'm 36 years old. 16 years old, though. I was 17, and uh, I met her on her back porch at 2 a.m. in November in, 20, in 2002. And about a week later, we started dating, and we have been on the go ever since. That so is beautiful. Only, only, yeah, my high school sweetheart. Right. So, that never happens. I know. And the thing is, is that throughout my entire musical career, I have never once written a song about her, ever, about anything. Maybe I'll take like a nugget of an experience Why do you think that there. is? Because I felt like when you, when you take from those personal experiences and you write about those things, I'm so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, superstitious. Like in a way oh. where I'm like, if I write about this, something is going to happen. Right. And then right. something really bad happened anyways. And I'm like, well, OK, then I suppose I can probably write about it. But it's not a it's not a it, it is not a like five seconds of summer. Like, right. I right. love you, girl. Or one direction. <laughs> like everything is great. It's more or less like, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry that I've sucked a lot of energy out of this relationship and we've had a kid and we moved into a new house and we've done all these things. So it's really like it's, it's in dedication to her, but it's not, I, I would be amiss if I said all the songs are about her specifically. Right. It's more like, right. it's more like the feelings that I get. Like, yeah, I'm still in love with you 20 years on and all this other stuff. But there's also some things where I'm like, hey, I've done some really dumb stuff. And uh, why are you still with me? Right. You know, that kind of, Right, and that I think that's so relatable because I think we we all feel like that in our oh, relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I feel the same way about my relationship with Hannah. Is like, how are you still dating me? I am an asshole. I have fucked up so many times in this relationship that, and you not only have dealt with 
it or, or just coped with it, but you've also actively helped me deal with these things. Yeah. You know, that's that's a partner. That's you, can, a, you you cannot overstate how important uh, a good support system is in you your cannot. life. Right. It, it's, Where, wherever it came, comes from, you know. Right, right. Create your own family. You know, some of us are very lucky enough to be born with that family, um, and some of us have to try a little bit harder and to create that family around us. But Absolutely. wherever it comes from, that's a really special thing. Yep. So in the spirit of moving backwards through time, sure. I think we need to give our listeners context okay. and play a song. Sure. Okay. So I want to play the first song off of Nothing Incorporated. It's a song called Fuck Rock and Roll. Yes. And I think you should introduce it because you're going to do it much better than I would. Okay. So I'm day three of COVID. Uh, I got it uh, January. Oh, of having COVID. Of having COVID. Not the pandemic itself. No, 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 no. no. You had COVID. This is literally, I wrote this song about a month ago. So really, <laughs> yeah. So all three of these songs Holy on the EP, shit, I wrote in, I wrote in quick succession. I wrote fuck rock and roll, and then I wrote the next song, and then I wrote the next song. I knew exactly how they were gonna go, and if you read the titles, it reads like a sentence, and that's how I did it. Which is fuck rock and roll. I'm sick of me as well. Just pull the plug. There you go. That's exactly my mentality. That's how I felt. Um, and so I'm in this feverish hellscape of. My body is attacking itself, and I'm coughing, and I'm wheezing, and I'm watching the same planet video on YouTube for kids, <laughs> like the 400th time. And, I, and I'm, I'm to a point where I'm like, I got to say something, and I'm not sure what I want to say. And I reached into the, to the depths of where I felt when I had my depressive episode, and the song is entirely tongue-in-cheek. It is not meant... In any way to say, fuck rock and roll in its entirety and everything that it's ever done. <laughs> what a statement. I got to a point in my own mental health, and I've I've said this only really to maybe my wife and a couple of friends. I've said, if music ever gets to a point where I don't want to do it, and I have no desire or involvement or want to, or drive or anything, then just fucking pull the plug. I'm out. I don't want to really? live. Yeah. Because music is so ingrained into my DNA. That's where it came from. Because I was just like, I woke up, I was having these horrible, nauseating days, and I'm just like trying to fumble my way through taking care of a child and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck music. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit. I don't even want to play anymore. I don't want to play guitar. I don't want to program. I don't want to write. I don't want to sing. I don't want to do any of this stuff. So... Just happened to be rock and roll because, because, <laughs> because the other reason is, is I think at heart I am as much as I've portrayed myself as this like rock God with the flying V and all of this other <laughs> stuff that I do. I grew up on the Beatles, man. That's how I learned uh, my, my craft and how I learned how to record. So I'm a pop dude. Yeah. And everybody is always constantly. You make great pop music. And I know that about everybody you. is shitting on pop all the time. And I'm just like. Where do you get off rock and roll? You <laughs> yeah. know what? You kind of suck sometimes too. <laughs> and I've been threatening to a make pretentious a... there, don't you think? Yeah, I've been threatening to make a pop record for a while, and the Everything EP is basically my attempt at making a pop record. And so when you listen to it, 
it's very 80s inspired because that's the era of pop that I really enjoyed. Like just the big, dumb, glossy, stupid drum machines. Oh, I love new waves. Oberheim so and like much. all these big synths and all this stupid stuff. But it also happens to be music that my wife really likes too. So I'm like, I'm going to make a music that she and I both kind of relate to. And that's where the everything EP is. But I've been threatening for a long time. I'm going to make a pop thing. And I made the damn pop thing. But this one you're going to play, that ain't pop. <laughs> Not at all. Here's Fuck Rock and Roll by Tim King. Okay, here's here's something else I thought okay, of to here. add in terms of the song itself. I wanted to put a title like that and then have like 50% of the people be like, hell no, I'm not listening to that. But then the people who do listen to it are like, that's actually really rock. That's <laughs> like as There's much no- rock as you can possibly handle exactly. in one song. It's really about sticking it to the man. All right, here it is. I'm playing it now. But we're going to see clearly tonight there is a form of music that absolutely should be avoided by saintly people. I have been down on my grievances until I broke my teeth. You are growing stagnant, but just like a virus, you repeat. Marketplaces saturated, clones are cloning songs. I could bitch about this day and night, feel free to turn it up, but you probably won't. Fuck rock and roll, you don't need it. No, you don't need it. If I sing it loud with a catchy hook, can't repeat it. in front of a bus, figuratively. Fuck rock and roll, you don't need it. You know I'm just playing around, right, rock and roll? Sorry, buddy. Your access to rock has been revoked. Ah, butts. Tongue-in-cheek. Dude. (laughs) You know I had to throw a little bit of a a bone in there. I couldn't just come out and say that and then be like... Now I really actually believe this. No, it's, that's not what it was. Jesus I mean, Christ. if you listen to what I'm saying in the chorus, I'm saying it's the only thing that's keeping me going. But at the end, I say, nah, fuck it anyway, I'm done. What's that dopamine line? Uh, what was once a hit of dopamine is chemically destroyed. Ugh. 
Yeah, like, I was I, I was feverish. I'm all, I'm all goosebumped out. <laughs> I was feverish writing these lyrics, and I'm like, are these a little bit too harsh? And I'm like, no, I think they're oh. fine. Oh. And and really, the only thing, honestly, I, this isn't directed at anybody in particular. If anything, I it's felt all attacked. it's all five fingers pointing back <laughs> at myself, saying, I'm saying. Rock and roll, you're boring, and yet I'm putting out a rock song that's like by the numbers, exactly a rock tune. It's yeah. just like I love that. That's that. There's weird a lot di- of pop in there. There is some pop. I will give it that. I can never just make a heavy thing and not be like, wow, and add some <laughs> stuff in there, dude. That was it, that song is so fucking good. I appreciate that. It's Thank so you. good. I can like, uh, and that's I, the I problem hope, with it is I that hope, I thought it would have a different reaction. I hope. Were you hoping people wouldn't like it? I thought people would be like, well, that Tim King, I'm going to turn off his Spotify station. I don't like that. Like, trying to weed oh, out. sorry, you're not. Trying uh, to weed out the people who aren't listening to my actual message of what I'm trying to say, which they wouldn't have gotten from the song. Holy so, shit. Okay. I'm just being a dick by not saying it. But by coming on the podcast and saying, hey, this was actually me regurgitating all of those feelings that I felt when I was at the end of my absolute rope. And, and putting it into a medium that people can understand. And whether that is a finger-picked acoustic song or me screaming in your face, I'm going to get the point across in some way. My mind is blown that that was all written, produced, recorded. In my dining room. <laughs> I was going to say in best. Iowa, but <laughs> in, in your dining room. dining room. Yep. I, uh, I, you, is it soundproof at all? No, not at all. I mean, I have hit my head on the chandelier more times than I can count uh, because we moved into this See, house. See, that's rock and roll, though. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's mostly just me like standing up and going, Ma- God damn it. Yeah, making a rock album a... while Peppa Pig plays in the other room. That's rock you're and not, roll. R- you're not wrong at all. In fact, I think uh, in one of the cover... One of the cover songs, Jackson is—he's either watching Peppa Pig or he's watching PJ Masks or he's watching Spidey and His Amazing Friends. One of those three. He loves those three. Those are his. Logan just pointed. He's like, "Yep, yep." Logan has a, a new child as well. Well, Spidey and His Amazing Friends is on after Bluey. So. He doesn't like Bluey. I don't what? get it. I love Bluey, and he's just like, he does not care. Bluey's the best. I think Bluey's great. I love Bluey. I do too. Bluey is such a good show. I have tried getting him into it, and he just does not care. What the heck? He doesn't care. Well, he'll grow into it. It's an acquired taste. He likes Blue's Clues. Who doesn't? Not Bluey. I'm like, they're both blue dogs. I right. Guess. What's not to like? Right. Oh, God. Um, okay. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the listener blue balls here because we're going to come back to this. Okay. Cuz we are really diving into this and I I we're going to play a game here for yep. the next couple minutes mm-hmm. and then we're going to go to go to break and when we come back from the break we're, I want to talk about the time that this EP is inspired by. Sure. That that dark time in your life when mm-hmm. you were, you felt like you were at rock bottom. Yep. If that's cool with you. We're doing it. We're going there. Okay. But I'm going to put on a different hat now. Okay. And we're going to play a little game I like to call True Love and Two Lies. Brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. Yes! It's that time of the podcast where we pretend like we weren't just talking about everything serious, and now we have a little bit of fun and talk about proposal stories. If you are thinking about dropping the knee and pop in that question, or if you're thinking about buying yourself some bling because treat yourself, 
check out Ginsburg Jewelers over across the street from Lindale Mall on First Avenue, right next to the fountain. They're right next door to Red Robin. They share a parking lot with Poncheros. Right there on First Avenue, Ginsburg Jewelers, that's a standalone building. Go and check out Steve and the team. They're amazing. They're going to take so good care of you, and they're going to make sure you can tell your story through jewelry. Okay? You can get a 10% discount off of your order if you mention the LAS Podcast Network or if you mention One Word Stories. And, oh, what, Logan? I got to jump in here. I bought a car yesterday from McGrath. You did? Yeah. Finally. Congrats, dude. Thank you. I know you needed to do that. We had to figure that out. My guy, my my sales guy that I was working with, was like, "Ah, I got to propose soon. I'm like... Let me help you out. I got a 10% discount for you. Ginsburg Jewelers, LAS Podcast Network, 10% off. And you're going to get the best service. The best. It's the best. I mean, most people I know go to Ginsburg Jewelers. They're very intertwined into the, into the theater community. And, and Steve and their entire team, that family, has given back to our community so much. So, yeah. you know, not to, not to blow too much smoke, but I do love him and I love them with all my heart. And I'm so happy... Uh, that they sponsor this show and they're a part of it. It's really cool. First sponsor for One Word Stores. It's been a while now and it's been a fun ride. So go check them out. Let them know uh, we sent you and get that discount. Tim. Yes. I'm going to give you three stories. Lamb on me. One of them's a lie. Okay. So, sorry, excuse me. The opposite. The opposite. One of, one of them's true. Two of them are lies. Got it. Two of them are lies. Okay. okay? So um, take it all in. And okay. just to give you a heads up, I did write all three. So they should have a a common theme kind of throughout them and they should be you know written about the same so nothing like that should give it away okay but um the you know the what is it the the something that what's in the details attention to the details the, the devil's in the details the devil's in the details thank you the devil's in the and the look for look for the, the awfully sinister in the, the it's very the, rock and roll right it is very rock and so roll. i did that on purpose uh-huh. even though i forgot what it was actually uh-huh. okay here we go <laughs> story number one all right So my girlfriend and I had just moved to New York City for each of us to pursue our acting careers. We had spent some time in Des Moines acting in professional theaters, but really wanted to take our careers to the next step. There was always something so romantic about New York. The tourism, Broadway, the food. But our favorite thing about the city was Central Park. Now, if you've ever been to Central Park, you know there's this beautiful fountain in the middle of the whole thing. So that's where I took her. We were sitting there feeding the birds with the breadcrumbs we had bought from the man at the booth. I got down on one knee and asked her to marry me as the fountain shot off into the sky. She said yes, and the rest is history. And everybody clapped. Everybody clapped. Yeah. Everybody. Lift them up on their shoulders, carried them out. Um, It was very enchanted. That's how you know that you love her. That's how you know that you need her. It's a great movie. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) check out Enchanted with uh, Amy Adams. Okay. What are you thinking? Real? Fake? Um, Am I supposed to answer this at the end? No, no, no. At the end. At the end. At the end? I'm just curious where your thoughts are at right now. Oh, okay. Um, That's all. all. You know, nobody pursues their dreams anymore, so I think that's (laughs) fake. I'm just going, that doesn't sound... Mm. Oh, Oh, that's my... Okay, okay. Story number two. So this happened when we were living in Chicago. He asked me to go for a walk with him on Lakeshore Drive along the lake, and we went to the Adler Planetarium. 
He knew that I loved space and the stars, and this was very romantic. He was acting all sort of nervous and weird, so I knew something was up. But of course, he pulled a ring out of his pocket, got down on a knee, and proposed. Of course I said yes. But back when this happened, we didn't have cell phones, so we actually had to wait until we got home to call everyone and tell them about it. And I just remember it being one of the happiest moments of my life. Numero dos. That's that's story number two. Okay. Okay. Not chasing any dreams. But no. They are, but they are afar. You know, they're not here. That's true. I've been there to the Adler. You've been to the it's Adler Planetarium? Pla- it's a good place. It's a yeah. good view. Yeah, yeah. It's good, a good spot. Good, sco- good spot for a picture of the skyline. Sure. You know? Sure, yeah. All right. Story number three. So my boyfriend and I were actually in a band together for years. We played music at CSPS, Bruce Moore, Theater Cedar Rapids, the Paramount Theater, you name it. The 90s were a really fun time for us. The 2000s approached, and we both had felt like we were accomplished. We had accomplished a lot of our goals, and were thinking about settling down and starting a family. Of course, this is a conversation we had had many times, but this is the first time we were talking about it seriously. I remember it was March 2001, and there wasn't much happening for either of us at this moment, for one reason or another. Of course, something in the air told him that this was the time where he had to propose, pop the question, and ask me to marry him. He took me to where we had our first show together ever, which was at CSPS. We love that space and everything that surrounds it. He took me up to the main stage. Someone in the back turned the music on to play the first song we played live together. He started singing, came to me, dropped down on a knee, and proposed. It couldn't have been more perfect. That's numero trace, my friend. Okay. So you got three stories now. Mm-hmm. You've got the Adler Planetarium. Yep. You've got New York City. Mm-hmm. You've got um, CSPS. Okay. Which one's real? I think it's the CSPS one. There's so much specific about there. So the the amount of details are what make you think that that one's the real one. Right, and the last time that like big time uh, successful stuff happened musically here probably was the '90s ish. Oh God, I'm gonna get punched. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. I don't know. That's not entirely true at all. There's plenty of music no, no, that's going no. on, but no, no, that that just I don't know. It seems more plausible to me. So is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Shall we reveal the real one, Alex? When we were living in Chicago, oh. Tom asked me to go for a walk along Lakeshore Drive. We ended up at Adler Planetarium, which he knows I love stars and planets. And then we sat down on the big hill, and he was acting very nervous and odd. And then he pulled a ring out and asked me to marry him. And of course, I said yes. And then we were so excited that we wanted to tell everybody, but we didn't have cell phones back then. So we had to wait until we got home. And it was just one of the most memorable moments in my life. That is my best friend's mom, Amy Vandervart. Okay. Shout out to Caleb Vandervart. He's the UPS driver downtown in Cedar Rapids. So you've probably seen him around. All right. Um, you see, the thing that threw me off is I was relating it to my own experience, and my wife does not my like wife. astronomy 
at all <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So and therefore, like, no women can so, like right. And I, and of course, my brain immediately went there, and I'm like, that was going to be my second one because I'm like, the nervousness of the dude. Like, yep. I remember when I did that, and That's I was cool. nervous as hell. Really? Oh yeah, it was just. What's I your was, what's, what's your proposal story? My proposal story was really pretty tame comparatively to any of these uh, wonderful tales well, that you've spun. I mean, two of them did not happen. The, True. the New York one didn't happen. True. The True. CSPS one was completely made up. Okay, so... So we'll, they don't need to live up to my fairy tales. We'll, we'll rack it back. Okay, so 2002, I meet her on her back porch. It's at 2 a.m. My friend knew her. I was never going to make the first move because I'm just chicken shit. And so she <laughs> she talked to him, and he's like, yeah, we're going to come over. And it was a Sunday it was a Sunday morning, and she had to go to church early the next day. And she's like, why the fuck are you guys here? And I met her on her back porch. So Again. she came home one day from work, and I was on the back porch. <gasps> and I told her to come to the back area of the porch and then I got down on the knee and did the proposal thing and then that night we went and played a show at like Blue Moose or something like that. Wow. So it was just, See, that's it like just a, happened and then it was done. That's a story I would write. That sounds so beautiful and, and perfect and the musicianship that goes along with it. It oh. was, it was I don't know. How, I mean it was perfect for our specific relationship but yes. like I'd never write a story about that. I don't know. It didn't seem oh, it's, it's, I think it's real. Didn't seem out of, how, the, out of the ordinary. How old were you? Or, I was Let's see. You're 36 now. I am 36 now. We've been married for nine years. So okay, so thir- 29. This would have been 2009, 2010. Or wait, 2000. Wait, no, that's seven years. 2000. I would have I'm been bad about, at math. about 24, 25. 25. Yeah, somewhere around in that <laughs> neighborhood. So, dude, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I love that story. Okay, well, that's true love and two lies. You were wrong. You lose. Now you have to mow my lawn or something. I don't, I don't know the punishment. I haven't figured it out yet. Oh. We'll come up with something. You got to. Right. You know, maybe. Your punishment is you have to let me give you a massage. I don't know if that's a punishment. Yeah. You got to take your shirt off, though, and I'm going to like it a lot. All like, right. Like too much. Ginsburg Jewelers, baby. <laughs> Just got the right amount of weird in here. Uh, go check out Steve at Ginsburg Jewelers and his amazing team. Let them know the LAS Podcast Network sent you or One Word Stories with Alex Schulte, and they'll give you 10% off your order. Okay, that can really add up because rings can be expensive. This is a big discount for you. So if you're thinking about popping that question, if you're thinking about buying yourself some swag, whatever the reason is, across the street from Lindale Mall, right next to Red Robin in that same parking lot as Poncheros, that standalone building right there next to the fountain, that's Ginsburg Jewelers, okay? Make sure you're going to the right place so you get the right treatment and you get that right discount, all right? Thank you to Steve and the team for being a part of this amazing program thing we call True Love and Two Lies. And uh, I just love them. I love them so much. All right, everybody, we're going to come back with Tim's story. We're going to shift gears back here into the real. We're going to put our, our our real hats on again. Oh, boy. And uh, and see how this EP came about. I'm super excited. All right, stay here. Be back in just a couple of minutes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the second half of One Word Stories with Tim King being our guest today. We're talking about his journey. Journey is the word we're using to center our conversation, and it's been quite a journey for you, Tim, 
through writing this EP. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like 2022 alone has been a journey, and we're only in February. But well, yeah. But I mean, I'm getting surgery tomorrow on a very long-standing um, that's right issue on my left shoulder. I've um, old. I'm getting old. Um, it's an overuse injury that uh, my my uh, orthopedist was like, yeah, you see this a lot in like professional athletes and stuff. And I'm like, well, I've been Guitar? working out a lot, and oh. I'm carrying my incredibly large child around <laughs> and swinging him around and doing all sorts of stuff. But when the pandemic hit, I started doing a lot of stuff at home because I, I was at the I was at the gym the day, the hour, the second that they're like. Lockdown. Yes. You got to get out of here. Right. And I'm like, what? I'm like in the middle of my workout here, bro. And they're like, oh, dude, they, they evacuated later. Yeah, they just told everybody get the hell out of here, go home, and I don't know, get in your bunker or do something. But right. Ever it was since, like March twenty something. Yeah, I I probably could go back and look at my calendar because I have all my like workouts and stuff planned. But I started doing a lot of stuff at home and doing a lot of body weight stuff. And over time, and you've lost a tremendous amount of weight. I, and I've gained some of it back and lost it again and gained it back. And because it's because you're human. It's been a roller coaster, but you I look great, dude. Thank you, appreciate it. And I I started doing all these body weight things, and I noticed that my shoulders just started to feel crappier and then one day I must have done something and I was like oh god this is not right this is death and so I got um I had two different MRIs the first one wasn't very conclusive the second one they injected a dye into my shoulder uh and it showed that I had injected a what injected a dye so like uh when they like 20 sided (laughs) yeah well D&D exactly (laughs) no it's like some colorful goo or something that they put in there that when they do oh a dye D Y E. Duh. Yeah. I was like, what's a dye in medical terms? Yeah, no, no, no. But duh, we're just talking about colors. Yes, colors. So that when, if there's a tear or something in your shoulder, it'll show up because it's not going to on uh, um, a the, CAT the scan. scan. Right. And so it came back and he and he zoomed in and he's like, you have a rotator cuff tear here and you oh. have a slap tear here, which- That is a sports no, injury. Nobody knows what a slap tear is, but it's basically the tendon in your shoulder it's girdle. Slap into base. Yeah, exactly. It gets ripped. And so what they're doing is they're going in and they are going to surgically detach and reattach my biceps tendon to a different <gasps> part of my shoulder. So that's actually a less invasive surgery than the slap repair surgery. And I was like, do that one. I don't want that one. Because they're like, yeah, you'd be like three or four months out as opposed to like half a year. I'm like, so I three... kind of do music, so I kind of need oh, to do stuff. no. So and, the next three or four months. I'm out. Your, your left arm is just not a Bunk. thing. Bunk. I am totally, I am in a sling. I am in a sling that's out about 45 degrees from my body. It has a padded thing. And I'm just going to be working on other people's stuff. So that's why I got all these EPs done. I got four EPs done in one and a half months. You're incredible. I just went nuts. I was just like, I am am getting as much as I can get done and put it out. And then I can just focus on mixing other people's stuff because I'm just going to be sitting here with my one hand and my mouse wheel. I think that's the difference between good art and and okay art is that good art needs to be made and you needed to make this i i had to make it and i gave myself some sort of a very weird deadline i'm like it has to be before the surgery i i just text text check my text messages and uh i go back and forth with my mastering engineer a lot because i have a really really good working relationship with her. her name is amy marie and uh she is awesome, and she just sent me this stuff for everything. So now I have the final EP on the final hours before I go into my surgery for no other reason than I wanted to have it done 
before I got it. Your deadline done. worked out it worked. to a T. And the thing that that really that gets me going is self-imposed constraints. It's a How very it's a very weird thing for me, but I will write very specifically about a particular topic or an emotion or whatever it happens to be. But those types of constraints really work well because when I have, you know, people who who I might work with who are like, um, I want like a love song that's kind of like not too lovey, but sort of like lovey. I'm like, <laughs> no, it needs to be about that one time that you totally misspoke and she threw you out onto the street yeah. and it was throwing all your clothes out the window. Right. And that's the thing that I want to write about because I can empathize and get into people's skulls. And I'm really good at, I must have some sort of ESP or something. You're you're empathetic because I mean I mean going back to something just as trivial as like the clairvoyant stuff. Claire was like, yeah, I want it to be a for very those who specific, don't know what yes. clairvoyant is. For yes. the record, that that was a Z102.9 morning show band that they brought five guys together to make like a boy band. They had their auditions in a bathroom. It was all funny and I really fun. I saw all the auditions. I was yeah. a part of the initial part of it, and then I came in afterwards to write the stuff right to write the songs um and so when claire was just like it needs to have that really authentic like like i am pining for you kind of a love thing i'm just like you gotta give me something more and then i think she went into some more detail and i'm like got it yeah and then i came out with uh for all time was the song for all time i remember for all time it's a banger dude Um, it's a good song i see logan typing he's deaf we gotta find that we're gonna have that we're gonna play that before the end of the day we're gonna end the episode with that okay okay that's fine with for all time by clairvoyant written and produced by tim king please this was Um, six years ago now right and just such a fun uh has it been that long it it, it it was about it was 2016 i think is when Um, all that went but before we do that yes the whole reason that all of this happened to you and mm-hmm. for you, really, yes. is that there was a time in your life where you did not feel like you wanted to be here. Yes, yes, that is. Anymore. Yeah, so <clears throat> let's get right into the weeds, shall we, here? Well, let's... I guess, uh, yeah, what, what's the best way that I can help you um, kind of guide us through this topic? Because it's, it's touchy. A, it's, it is a touchy topic. And, and, uh, and I feel like we should preface it with a little bit, just in case there is anybody who gets triggered by this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're gonna talk about some, some shit. We we're going to get into some shit. We will be talking about suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. We will be talking about the possibility of self-harm. And if any of these things are um, something that you would not like to hear about, please go ahead and fast forward to the end of this episode or stop listening and we'll see you next week. Um, but, but yeah, we're going to get into some heavy topics here. Yes. And, and I really appreciate the fact that you're about to be so transparent and oh, yeah. and um, vulnerable with me here for a second because um, I, I think a lot of people are going to relate to you more than... I'm, I'm ready for it. And, um, and, the, and the thing that... I'll, I'll just start off with the post that I made. So I, I happened to wake up that morning... Uh, this is what two weeks ago I think I made this post. Yeah. Um, and a Facebook memory popped up, and you know Facebook memories are always like, ah, I was at Yellowstone and this was all fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It was the anniversary of the first time that I went into the hospital in the ER because I thought I was having a heart attack, hmm. and I went through probably a month and a half of day to day 
everything just starting to feel like it was uh, collapsing around me. My whole field of vision just kind of went narrower and narrower until I got to a point where I'm just like, I don't think I can handle this anymore. And I, I, at the time, this was 2013. So this was the Facebook memory that popped up. It was me in 2013 in February. Yeah, it had to have been just a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, picture of me lying in a hospital bed doing some sort of like, it was up sort of thing. Yeah, when really I, I was like, I was on a drip of something to calm me down and, and I was really just having a panic attack and I didn't have any idea that that's what it was at the time because I had never dealt with any of that in really my adult life. And I didn't understand it. I wanted to go to like Mayo Clinic. I'm like, I have every known disease possible to mankind. <laughs> I've got every type of cancer and every type of this and every type of that. Right. And ultimately I came down and I talked with my therapist and I'm like, am I going crazy here? And I'm, he's just like, depression and anxiety can have a lot of psychosomatic symptoms to them. They can have a lot of things like nausea and lightheadedness, forgetfulness, tired, malaise, fatigue, light grade fever, like stuff that you would associate with a cold. These so I just thought what I was, things. I just thought that I was sick yeah. a lot. And I'm like, three weeks into this, I'm like, can I get out of bed today, please? I would like to get out of bed and do something. And I got to a point, my wife took me out of the house and she drove me around, I think it was Sack and Fox. And I'm looking out the window at this beautiful scenery and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't feel a goddamn thing. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I don't feel anything at all. And the very next day I talked to my my psychiatrist and I'm like, I need help. Something is wrong. My brain is, is full of fuck right now. That's as much <laughs> as I can say. And he got me on some medication. I can say within two hours, I felt exactly like my old self again. And I'm just like, what? if I could have been doing this the whole time, I would have done it, you know? But I didn't know that that was what the deal was. And my body was just under such a state of fight or flight that it didn't know what calming down was. And so when I finally calmed down and I got on these medications, it was fairly okay for a decent chunk of time. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't have periods where there were, you know, panic moments. And certainly before I'm about to go out on stage, I might get the jitters and stuff like that. Of but, course, natural. But, you know, it wasn't really – it. it it kept itself in check, and I have to thank my team of doctors and, and people that I have uh, to help me with that. The problem is, is that what works for some doesn't always work for everybody else. Sure. And what worked for me a year ago might not work for me now. And here we are in 2021. So we're a year into the pandemic. The pandemic actually really didn't bother me because I was I I took my studio stuff home and I'm like I'm just going to operate here. My son wasn't walking yet, so I'm just like I'm going to go drop you off over here in a corner. I'm going to get some work done. This is great. <laughs> you're stuck. Uh, yeah, you're stuck. You can't use your legs yet. And so 2020 was actually a fairly good year for me. Like well, I got a lot of introverted and, heart. Oh, I'm I am I'm one of those types that when I'm in an extrovert situation like this is a very extroverted thing for me to do right i can perform just fine but i'm gonna need to go home for like six days and recharge my batteries because it's, <laughs> well, it's a lot you're about to get to go home for six days yes. and recharge. oh boy after yes, surgery tomorrow um but let's let's fast forward to 2021 so sure, my son yeah. is he just turned one or one and something or whatever and um the house that we had been living in was 
bequeathed to my wife, whose father passed away in 2011, who never got to see her get married. So that was, you know, kind of a, it was a big event for us yeah, because huge, huge. her father passed away in the house. Like I was there the day that it happened. I saw him get taken away. So it's like, really? we had a lot of memories in that house and we had a lot Can't of good imagine. times. Our son was born there. We got married there. I had my panic attack and wanted to die there. You know, all these things. Wow. And we left that house and we go to a new house and it's everybody else. It's somebody else's memories and it's somebody else's everything. And... I was okay with that at first, and I, and I was growing into that. And then come about March, April-ish, I'm starting to uh, write new material for what was going to be the next AVP record. And um, I, I won't get into some of the stuff dealing with her because that's, that's kind of her shtick. Um, but I was writing a lot of stuff, and I just slowly started to feel – more disconnected and more aloof. And I would wake up and I'm like, is today going to be one of those days? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be indifferent? Um, I am stay-at-home dad. So I get my son up in the morning, and luckily, I'm, I'm super, super lucky. I have my grandparents live a couple blocks away. I go over to their place while I work out. They watch him. I take care of him. I bring him home. I put him down for his nap. I do all that stuff. So I'm full-time dad trying to also be full-time musician and songwriter and producer and engineer and all these other and things. bearer of six-packs. And Yeah, something like that. And I slowly started seeing myself detach from myself. Like, it, it's really weird if you're not going through it on how to try to describe it. The best thing that I can possibly tell anybody to see is inside by Bo Burnham. Watch that because you will actually see kind of what I felt like the derealization, the, the, you're looking at yourself through a lens. You're looking at yourself above yourself. You, you don't feel like you're connected to your human body. I actually think historians in years and years and years will go back to the pandemic and look at that. Piece I of hope art that they do and see that this is, that is the why. best representation representation of our mental health collectively throughout the pandemic. That is why I covered All Eyes on Me. I had to do it. I had to do it. I, I wanted to challenge myself with figuring out the harmonies, but that song was the one that I kept going back to, and I'm just like, you are speaking to me God, directly, Bo. Brilliant. Yeah, the whole, the whole special is awesome, but that song in particular. But So we're heading into March, April, beginning of May. I'm really taking Still a slide. Still in 2021. Still in 2021. I, I'm taking a downward slope. I'm to a point where I'm like waking up and I like feel okay for maybe like 20 minutes and then I start going about my day and it's like I've explained to my therapist many times it's like if I'm a completely neutral blank slate there is always some TV static of hum of anxiety going on in my body. Well when it gets to the point that the static starts taking over the words that you're able to hear, mm. that's when it starts becoming problematic. And that's what started happening with me is that I'm looking at people and it's like I'm looking at them and their color bars on a TV screen or their TV static. And my own son, like I look at him and I don't feel anything. And I don't, I look at my wife and I don't feel anything. And it's not to say that I'm not feeling anything, but maybe a better way of putting it is what I did feel, I didn't at some point. 
and it got to a point I was beginning of that week I I was slowly slipping down and slipping down and slipping down and finally I was just like you know what medication's not working talking is not working um I'm sick of this I'm done I I don't want to deal with this shit anymore and um not to get into the details because I don't want to give people ideas about anything, but I'll tell you when it happened. It was it was a Friday. It was May 11th. I, I woke up that morning, and I'm like, today's the day. I'm going to do it. And I went about my day. I got my son up. Um, I clarify on what that – you're going to go off your medication or you're going to – I'm going to take my life. Take your life. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I wanted to do. So I, I got up, and I'm like – Today is going to be a really good day because at the end of it, it's not. And so yeah. I, I go through my routine. I go over to my grandparents' house. I work out. I'm running outside. It's a beautiful day. I'm just, like, soaking it all in. And all the while, I'm thinking, like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how it's going to happen. This is where this – is, this is how I'm going to plan it. This is how it's going to go. And, you know, I I come home. I run some errands with my wife. I play with my son. I give him a bath. I give him a kiss goodnight. I put him down. And I'm like, okay, my wife goes to work. She goes to bed early. She went to bed. I'm like, all right, it's time. This yeah. countdown is a final countdown. I'm having to inject humor into this because I don't want to start breaking down in the middle of this. I, and seriously, thank you so much for, for yeah. being so open about this. Yeah, it's 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 something that I, I, I needed to I, – I didn't have to tell anybody about it, and, and that's the whole thing. Of course but you did not. I, I, I felt compelled – to do it, and uh, I'll, I'll get into other reasons as to why that is. But that night comes, and I I start doing things that I'm thinking will eventually lead me to not waking up. That didn't work. So I end up just passing out. And I come to the next morning, and I just have this burning realization of what I just tried to do. And then I had to go about my day again. And I got my son up, and I did my workout. And I did everything exactly like I did the day before, except now permanently etched upon the stone of Tim is I tried to kill myself purposefully. I wasn't in a car accident. I wasn't dying of a terminal disease. I tried to take my own life. And that's something that took me months to even tell my wife that I did. It wasn't really? even until probably July or maybe or now it was probably the end of July ish that I said something about it. So this happened early May, end of July. That's months, man, of not talking about it. Can I ask how uh, how it was for you that whole time of of knowing that that had happened? Her, <clears throat> it was her not knowing. It was very. I want to say, it was like a dirty secret, and it was not like a. I know a thing. It's like, oh, I did a thing, and I really should not have done that. And if I could take it back, I would have. And that's, and that's the biggest takeaway, um, is the regret that you live so with. So, how did you have the courage to tell her? I, I was, I came back, I came back from a, a rehearsal. I was rehearsing for ABP's Uptown Show. And I didn't even make it halfway home, and I had to pull over to the side of the road, and I'm just, like, dry heaving and started to puke because I'm just, like, this ball of, oh, my God, I have to say something. And I go home, and I tell her what happened, and she's just like, I forgive you. And I'm like, 
you shouldn't, but thanks. I appreciate it. I you know, give you. Yeah, she said she forgave me, and um, I I would not I would not trade this woman for the world. Absolutely means everything to me. But to hear those words, instantaneously brought it all back, but also kind of helped put it to bed, in a way. Yeah, uh, and, and it was it was comforting to hear. But the, here's where things get a little bit sticky. Is that and now this this may be something that you want to edit out. I'm not 100% sure about sure. the details behind this. Don't mind me here. No. <clears throat> all good. Either. All good. Crying over here like a god. Okay. Is, so I, you know, you but know Please share whatever you're comfortable with, my yeah, friend. Yeah, no. You're I don't know if he's related to you, but you know Keaton Reader? Keaton is my cousin. Okay. Uh his his brother passed away. Right. I don't know the circumstances behind what happened. There was speculation behind I do. what had happened. But obviously we're not going to talk about it here. Right. And so when that memory popped up and my brother is really, really good friends with Keaton. And he right. called They were me. roommates in Kansas City? No. Is that he's, right? No, he's known Keaton forever, dude. It, back when they were like 11, 12 years old. And oh. I've known Keaton for a long time too. I just didn't know that you guys were all interconnected. Uh, and it's wild too because Keaton's nephew, Kaya, is now one of the closest people in my life. Jordan's son. Oh. And so yeah. Jordan passed away and, and um, it's, it's not to get us off here, but that's, that's a relationship of mine that I've always been meaning to step up in. Yeah, He's sure. 12. Yeah. And once Jordan passed, I, I, it, was, it was just something just kind of flipped. And I've been spending a lot of weekends with him. He sp- sleeps good. over and stuff. And, That's good. That's and, good. And I was I hadn't seen Keaton in years. Um, and then I saw him at the funeral. Yeah. A couple months ago. Yeah. But but please take me to where <laughs> so where that's, that, that so that's scenario where took you. I can't believe how intertwined I am with this. I I know. And I like I said. I love Keaton. Speculative. I love Jordan so much. Speculative. But my brother my brother called me and said, "Dude, Keaton's brother just died." And I think it was kind of like what you tried to do. And if you ever do that again, I will disown you. Because I've seen now what it has done to a very close friend of mine. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That hit home. Because I didn't tell my brother for a long time. And and then when he found out about it, and then what happened with Jordan, like I said, I don't know. So I don't even know if it has anything to do with what I tried to do or not. Uh, The autopsies come back. We do know. But, but yeah, absolutely. It's it's not a thing that we want to put out there into the world because— Yeah, absolutely. um, Cut it out, whatever you got to do. We won't cut this part out. This is is absolutely 100% staying in. But the reason we're not going to share the the logistics of going about something like that because we don't want to give people— Exactly why I didn't want to say what I did. Exactly. <clears throat> I'll say that it happened, but I won't because say what pe- I did. People do have these thoughts, and but gosh. the reason that I even posted something um, in the first place was because I saw that, and I wow. knew wow. that Jordan had left behind those kids, and I'm yeah. just like uh, four of them. How can I use what happened with me in a way now i'm not i i went to school with melinda so i i know his wife yeah i know her very 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 distantly um but that was a catalyst for me wanting to put something out there and i'm like i'm not gonna hold on to this until i die you know for real like i'm not gonna hold right. on to this <laughs> on my deathbed like uh. i tried to do this back in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> no i'm gonna put it out there and talk about it and people were overwhelmingly responsive to it because I happened to put it in such a way that a songwriter would. 
And I started talking about things poetically. You're a natural poet. And I started saying, like, it feels like my whole body has been exsanguinated or whatever the word is when they drain all your blood when, when you're dead and they refill it with, like, pond scum. And it feels like this black, <laughs> viscous tar that's just coursing through your body. And I got to a point where it overwhelmed me that that's all I could think about was I'm just like, I have to get rid of this. I have to get rid of this. How do I expunge this? How do I get it out of my system? How do I drain it out? Medication doesn't work. Booze doesn't work. Drugs don't work. Nothing is working. Maybe this will work. Yeah. Didn't. And I'm glad that it didn't. And uh, I'm glad that I'm here. Um, Me too. And so really the whole catalyst for writing nothing incorporated is because I wanted to become nothing. I just wanted to be nothing. You know, there's no other way to put it. And so when I say, fuck rock and roll, I'm sick of me, I'm tired of my own whining. I listen to it a lot. (laughs) I listen to my own thoughts a lot. My wife puts up with it. Nobody Uh, else is sick of it but you. Just so you know, everybody, I I, I would say everybody in your life is here for it, you know? Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, and and then I, I wrote the final song, Pull the Plug, and I'm just like, just stop. I, I don't want to fucking deal with this. I've had enough. I passed out singing it. <laughs> I mean, if that tells yes, you anything. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, and, and it's at the end of that song. You actually, you, take. you, you I have literally take. passed out I and hit your head hard by singing too hard. I missed, just by a couple of inches, uh, a china hutch that was behind me. I went to the side, and luckily I just fell on the carpet. But wow. in a basement, so concrete floor carpet. So it was like... Ugh, it I was, was going to ask back. Um, so they ran... You know, they ran CT scans and like, dude, I think what happened was called, I don't even want to try to pronounce it because it's really stupid, but <laughs> you take you take a deep breath of air and then you strain really hard. It's basically how people pass out when they're on the toilet. <laughs> so that's the best part about this whole thing. He's just like, yeah, dude. Like, I've seen a lot of people who are just like pooping and then they pass out because they were straining and they were constipated. Too good like, of a poop. I'm just like, oh. Or too bad of a poop. This is how I passed out was because of that. He's like, yeah, dude, you took a really big breath, you strained, and then what happens is your blood pressure drops and you don't get enough oxygen to your brain and just, poof, there you just goes. go down. And in the take, you hear me go, oh, God, oh, shit. And then you hear a slamming sound. And what that was was I had the foresight to take my headphones off with wow. me. Wow. So I wouldn't rip all of the computer peripherals even, even out. Even subconsciously, you're a musician I'm like, I'm and like, a producer. I'm like, I don't want my computer destroyed. I don't want my interface destroyed. I don't want my microphone destroyed. <laughs> I'll take the beating. I don't care. But none of this shit's going to go because it's it's I, I'm replaceable. This stuff is not, which is totally backwards because it's all replaceable. But. <laughs> no, that was the whole that was the whole impetus for the Nothing EP and why I'm simultaneously very proud of it while simultaneously not wanting to listen to it because yeah. it is every emotion that I felt going through what I did and the consequences of what I did and then and when I got done with it and then after what happened with passing out I'm like I have to put some levity in here or else people are just going to be like this is like listening to being inside of a coffin and I don't want to do that. And so I put my take of me falling down. I edited it or uh, my, I'm sorry, my mastering engineer edited it down. It was a minute and a half roughly of silence. And all you can hear is click, 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 because you can hear the click track. And I'm like, why would anybody want to listen to a minute of that? Like, that's stupid. So when you hear the final version on, on iTunes or Spotify, you hear me fall. You hear my grandma yell down for me. 
And then she was like, you need an ice bag or something? Because I had texted my mom, and I'm like, I fell, get my grandma down here or something. I didn't have the foresight to call on the phone. I don't know why I did that. I was it, like, it didn't sound like your brain was working like you needed to. I was to. like, text, mom, something happened. And then everybody, of course, was just like, Bob Saget, Bob Saget, go to the emergency room. Bob Saget oh, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everybody was saying that. And I was like, okay. And the nurse I spoke to on the Bob phone. Bob Saget happened. Yeah. Go to the emergency room. My my nurse that I was talking to on the phone, she was, we were talking, I was telling her my symptoms. I'm like, I feel kind of nauseated. I feel lightheaded. I have a really bad headache. She's like, well, you know, with what happened with Bob Saget, I'm just like, okay, I get it. I go to the ER. The doctor who comes in is like, oh yeah, I bumped your head and all that stuff. Well, you can never be too careful with that Bob Saget story that's coming out. I'm just like, okay. Say Bob Saget one more time. Come on. <laughs> I, dare I dare you. Yeah. No, I mean, that was just a funny little anecdote from what happened with that yeah. stuff. But that was, that was, that's nothing. That That is exactly nothing. And the artwork that I included there was something that I had found um, of a person having a panic attack inside of an MRI machine. And so you see them laying down and then you see them getting up and it's like this mangled, twisted neck or something. And I'm like, that is perfectly encapsulating That's of it. how I felt. Not just because of the panic, which I deal with, but because I've actually had three MRIs in the last year. And so I was like, well, it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. I had one on my right shoulder. I have a slap tear here. I'm not going to repair that. This one, I can't lift my arm out to the side. I can't put my coat on. So I'm like, I have to get it repaired. No, so a part, really? a part of me... In this whole thing, too, underlying any of the mental issues that were going on is that I've been in physical pain, like actual, literally, literal pain. And so that wasn't like it, it was, That's it was not there. associated with your mental health. It wasn't just... associated with the mental health. It didn't help the situation. <laughs> right. Because right. I'm just like, OK, I feel like shit. My arm also hurts. I can't carry my son. Putting him in a car seat is physically like I have to like shuttle him in. I have to like throw him in as hard and fast as I can because I can't gently put him in there. But luckily he's two now. So he's just like, woo, fun, cool. <laughs> throw me in there. But yeah, that was the whole, that was the story from start to finish. But the thing is, is that I didn't start working on any of this music until after the first of the year because I had one resolution, one New Year's resolution. And it is antithetical to my entirety of my existence. And you want to know what it was? I, do I need to ask? Here's here was my New Year's resolution. Don't think. Okay. And so <laughs> that's the thing you do. That is the thing that I overdo. And so I said, I just need to put stuff out there, and whatever comes out is what happens. And that's what happened. Was that EP? And that's and, what makes it so special. And though. the other EP. And and like I said, that's why I work best under constraint when somebody's like i need you to write about pre-1943 uh yugoslavia or whatever i don't know i'm making right very but very specific yeah very specific things i can do that but if you're like i got this feeling of joy inside of me i'm like i don't understand that emotion right you need to spell (laughs) it out in ways that i can understand so i guess we're just in major then yeah when you listen yeah when you listen to the everything ep I say it's the most pop thing I've ever done. It's not the most pop thing I've ever done. I've produced way poppier stuff than that. Isaac Burris's stuff, uh, right, right. stuff was But popier. it's the most pop thing you've done I, personally under the name Tim King. Tim King. Correct. So when you listen to it, there's going to be a twinge of sadness in it 
because the, it's coming from an informed place of I am basically I've sent it to so many people and the best response I got was was actually from uh, was actually from Elizabeth. She said it just sounds like you're apologizing over a dance beat. <laughs> like, wow. I'm like, OK, that's really cool. OK, that's that's fair. I mean, because I was and that's and that's what I felt like I had to do. And that's why I made it. And that's. And that is coming out after That's... the Rocky P that I don't care about. <laughs> you know? It's... So the album comes out March 1st. 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 This That's... episode drops March 2nd. So yes. you're, if you're listening to this the day it came out, the album came out yesterday. Yes. And But it, but no matter when you're hearing this episode, it's out. It should be out, yeah. Go listen to it right now. It's on Apple Pod... It's, excuse me. I'm going into our thing. It's on iTunes. Yep. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Spotify. It's on everything but YouTube. That Google. That, as far as I know, you know, it's on all of them. So. It, it's on. It's on everything but YouTube because they do some weird monetization stuff that I don't quite understand, and I want to make sure that I do it correctly. Sure. Otherwise, I'll start getting like DACA takedowns of my own well, stuff, and I won't know why. Maybe if they're listening to this a few months after it came out, maybe it's on YouTube now. So go check and double check. Maybe. Um, maybe. Who know. knows? Probably not. But you have only heard a third of the album, listener, and. If you want to hear the rest, you've got to go check this album out. It's incredible. I've listened to the whole thing. I'm listening to it in my car on the way home again. It's fantastic. And I can't believe you're local. I cannot believe you're local. I, um... Thank you so much I for choosing... I wonder about that, too. Thank you for choosing to be local. <laughs> I, I Our community is better with you in it. I, I have... I'm born, raised, everything here. This is, this is where I have, uh... I have planted, uh, my tree, so to speak... I went out <clears throat> before, um, actually, this was right around the time that, that Steph told me that we were pregnant. I went out to Los Angeles for a week on my own accord. And um, I know a producer out there who coincidentally was the guy who helped the first artist that I recorded as a commercial facility in 2015 land a record deal the second he got off a plane in Los Angeles. Wow. And I was just like... Uh, what? How does that even happen? Like, right. Weird coincidence. It was a very weird coincidence. Never going to happen again. Um, but it was a crazy thing. But I've known this guy for years. Hey, and, and I consider him to be a good to be a good uh, friend. Um, and I asked if I could come out and be in L.A. and experience what it's like working in a real facility and a real studio and all this other stuff. I worked on some really cool shit. Stuff I can't necessarily talk about because of, like, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, some some stuff like that. But like, I worked on all this stuff, and I get back home, and he calls me a couple days later, and he's just like, "Yeah, I was listening back to some of what you did, and honestly, man, you're, I I don't think you're quite there yet." And this was in 2018, and I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "Okay, all right." And I could have taken that and and been like, "Well, I'm, I'm hanging it up," and I said. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to learn as much as I can from as many things as I can and try to record as much as I can and work with as many people and collaborate and do all of these things to try to make myself not have to be in that scenario again. I don't want to be the guy in the room that's like, you need to be, you yep. need to go. Yep. I want and to be the guy that they want to ask done to come that. in the room. You have, your music is now on a caliber, I think, of, of it's up there with any of them. I appreciate any, that. Any music that Thank you're you. hearing right now that's coming out in 2022, this EP is just as good as any, if not better than anything you're going to hear. And it was made in a, in a dining room mm-hmm. underneath a chandelier that has been bonked numerous times, times with Many Tim times. King's head. Yes. Right here in Cedar Rapids. Exactly. 
incredible. It's, Your story is incredible. You're incredible. Thank you. You're a you're a miracle. You know, I, I don't really believe in miracles, but you're a miracle. I appreciate that. Jesus. This is it was fun. It was hey. fun expunging all of my details, and I'm sorry we got a little weedy there, but you know. What are you talking about? Thank you so much for being vulnerable and open and sharing that story with us. It, it really I I think it's gonna it has the possibility to even save a life. It was, I, it was that, so powerful. That was that was the intent of why I put out what I put out. I wish I would have thought a little bit more in advance because there were some family members that didn't know, and um, they found out that way, and mm, they weren't particularly thrilled that that was the way they found out. But mm, I said, "Sorry, I was." I mean, that's the thing, man. It's not. It's it's about you, though. It's not about them. As right. as as right as they are, that whole situation. It's all about how you needed to tell that story, and right. in that moment, that's the way you needed to do it, and it came out that way. I, and I, I don't think there's anything to be mad about. about I that. I write. And I needed to write, and I wrote a very, very long post, and my wife right. was like, that was really, really long. You should have shortened it. And I'm just like, no. That's what so she had to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's she's so you know like, she's awesome. Yeah. She's like, that. nobody Not wants really to read long. a Facebook post that long. People like TikTok and stuff. You need to just right. make a dance or something. But I'm just like, the no, thing. I need to write. You didn't do it for them. You did it for you. Right. And that's that's what it is at the end of the day. Right. So my last question for you okay. is, what advice would you have for anybody who is having suicidal thoughts? Okay. Or to anyone who knows someone with suicidal thoughts. The best thing that I can possibly say is you don't you don't know what somebody is going through. I mean, you see this all the time with famous people that commit suicide. You you see it with with somebody like Robin Williams is a good one that comes to mind. Yeah. Like he was the happiest, funniest guy, but he was also the saddest guy he at was the same all, time. Right, right. It's and not black so, and white, it's very gray. And so it's, I'll just harken back to something that I, I put in my post. I said, you know, we're all going through some kind of different shit and some weird shit, especially with everything that's going on right now. Just have a little compassion for people and listen. Just listen to what somebody has to say. Because my lack of communication, and that's my fault. That's that's entirely on me. I didn't communicate how I felt and then I slowly started poisoning myself with those things. And so the best thing I can say is that if you yourself are feeling that way, there are resources at your fingertips now, more so than probably in 2012 when I first got diagnosed with all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's there's free ones. There's there's clinics here in town. There's numbers you can call. Even if it's just for somebody to listen to you, that's, that's what they're there for. That's why I'm saying right. listen. Right. Listen to what they got to say because even just Shit, talking, reach out to us. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll, I'll my inbox and my Facebook slide into my DMs, baby. I don't care. I'll talk about it. You know? It's it's something that I I feel very passionately about and I I don't I wouldn't wish it on anybody, man. It sucks. It's terrible. We're going to put some information in the bio of this episode if sure. you do need to seek help or anything like mm -hmm. that. I, it's it's an obligation. We need to do that. Um, some ways are better than others, and and uh, we're not here to talk about that necessarily sure. and experience. There's, not a, there's not a catch-all. Exactly. Um, but communicate. Yep. You got to communicate. Stay. Got to be open. Stay open, you know, and trust those people around you because because yeah. they love you. They do. They do. And um, the world needs you. The world needs you. Just like the world needs you, Tim. Yes. I hope they do. And I need you to stick around for a little bit because we're going to go to the post show. Okay. So, listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Tim, thank you so, so much. You got it. For sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Your journey is... 
Don't stop believing. (laughs) Don't stop believing. That's what we're going to call this episode. Man, I can't. So usually we go through like their whole life. We got through the last like just few years for you. And and I think you've lived a lifetime in the last four years. It's certainly been a journey. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm so honored to be sharing the room with you. And I'm so honored that you decided to come on my podcast. I can't thank you enough, man. No, I'm... Hey. So glad to know you. It's great. So, um, to everybody, subscribe to LAS Plus. We'll see you. We'll talk to you in a second. We're going to go over to the post show. I see you're wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt. I am wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt. <laughs> this is my Sunday attire. I uh, I might want to pick at that a little bit in the post show, okay. along with some music stuff. Okay. But this has been One Word Stories, the yes. show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. I've been Alex Schulte. I've been joined with Tim King, who you can find on Facebook. Um, just put in the real Tim King or Tim King official. I can't remember which one I put. I've so, had a few different variants of my name. He's in a there. mutual friend of mine. Yes. Just go find him there. Tim King official, I think, is what everything is. I think okay. if you go to Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spotify, and, and, and they Facebook. just gotta search Tim King on Apple Music and Spotify. And yeah. All, but, my, oh. my, my profile picture is the same on literally everything. Okay. So if you find me on one, I will look Easy. exactly the same on Great. the other ones. Go check him out. Go listen to this EP. Go listen to all of these EPs, particularly Nothing Incorporated. It's really something. Uh, I gotta stop thanking you, but thank you. Logan, thanks for producing this episode. This is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network. Please uh, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus to find out how you can get involved in what we're doing here. This is an incredible platform. I got one last word for you, my friend. What's your word? Journey. Talk to you next week. Mango Mustache Media.